Pronounced, and I don't really know, but uh, I just wanted to. I, I heard the news, and I just wanted to take a second to serenade you, my queen. Baby, smile today, cause I'm not gonna make quaver mistakes. I can love you better. <laughs> you hear me? Light work, something light. You know what I'm saying? I just want to let you know, let you know how I'm coming. I, I can add it with the best of them, too. You know, how about the whip? Oh, ah, icy, 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 skirt, mama. <laughs> you feel me? So, I mean, like, I, I do music too. You know, I'm, I'm like a box full of surprises. You know what I'm saying? I just want you to take the time to get to know me. You know, I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you too long. I just want to let you know I may not have as much money, but I ain't gonna treat you funny. My d I be big, but my heart is. So f the kid, you hear me? I told y'all rap, you know what I'm saying? I just, I really just came off the top with that one. But anyway, f with me, sweetie. Oh, so we did. However you say it, you feel me? My queen, my love, my baby. That's got to be the best shoot your shot of 2021 so far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished the Guy. We got to give it up for the fellas who actually are getting creative at shooting shots in 20 motherfucking 21. Give your motherfuckers uh, the hand clap again, bro, because niggas is really getting creative out here. Got to give gotta, it up for the brothers. Got to just, you know what I mean? My man got to get it two times. Hand clap two times. So you uh before Jeez. we even get into anything, you had someone that you wanted us to call in. Yes, please. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a very special person. Uh, she is a part of a poetry collective that my company um started a few weeks ago called the Very Bad Poets. Uh, we want to get Tiny on the call. She is expecting a call from Dad Has and Bowties to discuss her journey with mental health and everything poetry. All right, I guess we'll call later on. Um, Facts. It's all love. It's all love. What's your uh, all man moment? Uh, you know, I don't really have an all man. It's very rare that I don't have these. I don't really have one, bro. I had a, I had an amazing weekend. Uh, I, I was in Vermont, shot a movie. Shout out to Andrew, uh, for 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 casting me again and giving me the opportunity to play another character. Um, I guess the all man moment. I mean, I don't want to give the entire film away, but. Where I am now, mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, I'm not there anymore. But the character that I had to play, he's there. He's in a very sunken place. He's in a very broken place. He's in a very, he doesn't know how he's going to get out of his situation. He is engaged to his longtime um, beautiful, beautiful uh, girlfriend who, you know, he got engaged to and 
you know, he's just trying to, you know, he's, he's just trying to make it. You know, they're, they're in a hole. Both of them don't have a job right now. Both of them are staying at an, another person's house. So it's tough. So, you know, I'm looking forward to everybody to check the film out when it comes out. We'll be out uh, summer 2021 called 30-somethings. And it's just a lot of things that, you know, a lot of us in our 30s go through. And Andrew wanted to, you know, tell this amazing story and bring it to life. So big shout out to Andrew. He also uh, wants us to try to get him on a show one of these days to talk about his film journey. Um, and, you know, uh, what he has going on. So I told him we'll definitely shout him out. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to set up that date when the time is right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, again, grateful for the opportunity. And, yeah, um, no no all man, bro. Just, uh, you know, grateful. That's I mean, it's always good when you uh, you don't have an all man, so. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know fuck I mean? you, fuck you. I'm just saying, overall, too, you know, that it's just good when you're in a good space. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's what's going on here. But um, do I have an all-man? I do kind of have an all-man that kind of goes in line with all this breakup stuff. But uh, Damn, yeah, it's a lot of breakups happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see, how do I want to say this? Let's, uh, I don't know. It's just been one of those weeks. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's been one of those interesting weeks where it's like different people stress you out in different ways at different times. Right. So right, I'm going right, to leave right. it at that. I might go into detail maybe later in the show or uh, maybe in a in the next episode or whatever when it's not right. so up in the air. So, But, yeah, um, definitely been one of those weeks for me. So. Okay. Okay. You ready to you ready to get into the fuck shit? Yeah, bro. There's a lot of fuck shit going on. Let's dive. Ooh, I'm about to dive in. <laughs> well, before we do that, Trey, um, I do want to see <laughs> Trigger. If there is a there's a person that I don't know if they're gonna answer, I'm gonna call okay. them because Copy. It is a special day. And Oh, okay. Let me see if we can get them on the line. I mean, every day is a special day. It's Women's History Month, man. Shout out to all the ladies again. Happy Women's History Month. Well, today is Jaden Zoe's birthday. She's a former oh, shit. guest of the show. Maybe she will call back a little later. But I wanted to give her her, you know, birthday wishes on the show. But Shout apparently Jay, everybody man. dubbing us. We must have did some fuckboy shit that we don't know about. Maybe we getting looped in with some of this... Uh, in Miami, hell yeah. We definitely get looped in that shit. <laughs> this, this breakup shit, this Miami shit, all of it. So, shit. all right. Let's just get into it. The news of the week, man. <laughs> sweetie, sweetie out here. You know what I mean? Breaking niggas' hearts. I don't know Breaking how you feel heart. about this Sweetie versus Quavo breakup, broski. Um, I don't like, and we've talked about this on the show, big bro. I don't like when it hits the media. It like, it becomes more than what we thought it was. Yeah. You, you think, you, you, you think it's a breakup, but it's not a breakup. It's some whole other shit, bro. Cause family members get involved. Niggas start throwing niggas names under the buses. Niggas talking about they want to take back car. How you want to take back a whip? You both for sure. And then regular niggas know, get man. strays too. See, I knew you niggas ain't shit. It's like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa. My name's not Quavo. I am not part of the Migos. Like, how right. I get looped in with this nigga? Like, I speak clear English. So Facts, facts. I, I don't know. But what makes you feel like you have to break up with somebody, bro? Because honestly, to me, breaking up is a... It it takes a lot to want to break up with somebody. That's not like that's a tough that decision. Yeah. So what um, what makes you feel like you have to break up with someone? 
I'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective first, and then I'm gonna speak from. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna speak from a woman's perspective, and then I'm gonna speak from my perspective. I think when a woman gets to a point in the relationship life, the lifespan of the relationship, when she says she wants to break up, she has given up on the existence of entertaining a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, every woman is different. I don't know what drives a woman to that, but whatever that pushes, once it's there, it's tough to get out of. Man's perspective, I feel like when a man gets ready to fix his lips, not his mind, it's already in his mind, it's about to come out of his lips. When he fixes his lips and says, it's over, I think at that point, he has decided to himself that this relationship is not even worth being a relationship. So I'm out because I no longer serve any relation to the ship I'm on. Mm. What about you specifically? What what makes you come to that conclusion? Me and you know me. I'm a fucking certified love. I love me a fucking relationship. You know that. But uh, what drives me to end their relationship is when I feel like I am being taken advantage of. Um, mm. I could still love you to death. I could still, you know, want to call your parents and your grandparents, you know, when it's their birthdays and holidays. But you as an individual, once I feel like I'm being extremely taken advantage, because I'm a very given person. I, right. I, I would like to think so. I'm a very given person. Um, I love to be there for my friends. Every woman that I've ever dated, they know how I am about my friends. I'm very... I try to be very hands-on as much as I can despite the busy-ass schedule. But So when I'm in a relationship, think about being a friend to me and then think about being my woman. You done got mm. three niggas in one body. I'm trying to do everything for you. Um, so it, it does break my heart when I know in my heart that I have to break up. And then when I'm on the receiving end of the stick, when somebody's breaking up with me, that shit mentally like fucks with my whole mood. It fucks with my artistic create uh, 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 creativity. Low-key, it fucks with my money because if I was, you know, up and, and going and doing stuff artistically or, you know, stuff with the business and, you know, you was with me and I, you know, I had the support. When I don't have that anymore, you know, with somebody that I'm intimate with, it does things to me. You know, you've told me these things. You know, D-Flo has told me these things. You know, Sin, my director of operations, she's told me these things. So, I know that I have to do a better job moving forward in a relationship to not allow it to affect me that deep where it's starting to affect, like, the podcast or it's starting to affect um, this network, you know? Like, it shouldn't get that deep. But sometimes love, love is tough, man. And when you really love somebody, you don't want to let them go. Yo, and that shit is really like pulling teeth. Man. I mean, and let's keep it a stack. <laughs> like, when, when, you, when someone breaks up with you, it feels like rejection. It feels like the ultimate yeah. form of rejection because not yeah. a, it's not superficial, right? Like when you get rejected by someone that you show interest in, it's like, yo, you know, I'm trying to holler at you. I'm trying to see what's up. And they say, no, I'm not interested. It feels superficial because it's just like, you don't know me. I could really probably add value to your life, but off of whatever you may think right. you know or maybe just on a physical level or whatever have you, you're like, nah, that ain't it. But when I've actually put in work to show you how much I care about you, to provide for you as much as I am able to provide and to do things to a level that I feel is like really 
adding something to your life and for you to say, yo, I've experienced this and it's not for me, that hits a little different. That hits a little below the belt. And I hear you with that, but this is the space that I've come to. The space that I've come to is that you got to want the people X that want you. Absolutely. You got, I mean, and on, and on top of that, yes, they, I think I would like to think anybody you've dated or anybody I've dated or people who date people in general, even after the breakup is like starting to sink in all these good things that came from the relationship, all of the time you spent, you know, with them, all of the things you brought to it. I think even when they're breaking up with you, they still want those things, bro. They no longer want it from you. Absolutely. And that's I the mean, part that I had to get to. And sometimes it's not even about they don't want it from you. Sometimes it is. I mean, I think that a, a good bulk of it is that. <laughs> but also, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes people grow, and that's okay. Sometimes yeah, people yeah. go in different directions. Sometimes what someone liked before is not what they like three years from now. Sometimes what right. they were willing to accept before is not what they're willing to accept three years from now. If you become a millionaire in six months, the things that you would do when you were a thousandaire, you, it's not going to be as appealing to you. So, But it, my question to you, though, is what does that say, bro, when people be like, when they like get to the part that they want to marry somebody, what does that say about unconditional love bro what does that say about agape love what does that say about god's love like no matter what i'm gonna always love you i'm gonna always want to be with you despite all the what does that say about that if you know breakups happen which we know they do i mean for me it doesn't say much (laughs) because i think in order what i think the issue is in in most cases is the foundation mm-hmm. people don't build solid foundations they don't know who they're committing themselves to so you okay. commit yourself to somebody after knowing them for 3 months you don't know that person no you, no you're you're still learning them and sometimes you know enough about that person to say i'm willing to take this journey but you don't know that person at all really and truly maybe you you've gotten this vibe maybe they treated you really really nice for these 3 months Maybe you guys have been on the phone every single day, six hours out of the day for these three months, and you feel like you know enough. And a lot of times you can know a good portion of maybe the overall aspect of who this individual is. But as I always said, it takes really knowing somebody in all different facets. What type of person do they turn into when they get sick? What type of person do they turn into when they get angry? Type of person are they when they're sad? And if you don't know these things about it, about these individuals, like when you try to set a foundation and something arises, when they lose their job and they're now depressed and now you see a different version of them and that's not the version you're used to, you're used to the, the, the high energy, laughy, jokey, jumping all over the wall person, but now this individual is sulking, doesn't want to go out, doesn't want to be around people is not feeling like themselves, and now you don't know what to do because this isn't the person that you were attracted to. So now you're Mm. sitting here looking like, damn, I'm unhappy, but what do I do? As opposed to if you have built the foundation knowing, all right, when when this motherfucker gets sad, he starts to act like this. 
So I already so I'm not going to take it, it as personal. I'm going to just kind of deal with it in a, in a way that I'm comfortable with dealing. Or I at least I've already <laughs> accepted it, right? Because I I to to really build the foundation, I've seen this happen and I know how I'm going to react to it. So I know when this dude gets sad or this girl gets sad, like I'm not like you said, I'm not going to feel some type of way. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to feel like they're discarding me. I know how to navigate through it and I know how to deal with them. But a lot of people aren't doing that type of work. They're not really going in and and building a foundation. And that's because a lot of us are dating young, right? Like, right. We don't really even know ourselves when we're out there dating. Just preach, come on, so, preach, bro. I mean, but but that's but that's a part of that experience. You're also dating people to kind of learn about yourself too, and it's kind of through their eyes, but it's also how you're conducting yourself while you're dating. I'm like, last year, I guess I could say this now, I was dating somebody virtually for like two and a half months and then I actually met the person. Um, And then when I met the person, I told myself, I'm going to do two things that I've been doing very good for the last two months of not having met them. I'm not going to kiss them and I'm not going to have sex with them because there's something about their aura that's telling me this person is extremely beyond bro. The energy that they're giving you is because of the life that you've been speaking into them. This is not who they really are. You're talking to an imposter. This person is not really there. You're talking to somebody who's been feeding off of your energy, off of your aura. The real person that you actually are about to get to know is broken beyond measure. You can't help them. Right. You can't love them enough. And I'm glad I did not do anything with that young lady. If she listened to this, God bless you. I hope everything is all right with you and your family. But I know in my heart I loved her enough to not go down that road. And and that's real. And I think, like, it's funny because even for me in certain dating situations, like, I can pick up now when I feel like someone is actually interested in me or Talk if someone it. is dating me to pass the time. And that, Talk about it, come on. That is a, those are two different things, but it happens, right? Someone is attracted to you, and they just, they, they like attention. And so it's not that they don't necessarily like you or whatever, but they're not really into you. And it's like they're dating you. Y'all are dating. Y'all are talking. Y'all mm-hmm. are not just on some friend level. You're not doing things that right. are just friendly. But at right, the right, same right. time, you could tell that the interest is superficial. It's just you dropping the motherfucking gems to Yeah, me, it's like God damn. It's like, yo, I just wanna I wanna have your I just wanna have attention on me. I wanna feel like someone wants me. Someone right. someone is caring for me, but I'm not really in a space where I'm trying to give that back. I just want it. And that's where a mm. lot of people they'll they'll be there and damn. they'll date you, you just from cr- that yo, mindset. Bro, you just crushed a lot of relationships right now with that one sentence. I just hope you know when niggas attack you <laughs> on fucking Tuesday, get ready, my brother. But it's real. It's real. Nah, some it's, it's people real. It's out real. here dating people it's just real. to pass the time. They're not just really to pass the time. Damn. In building anything, they're not. They don't want a relationship damn. with you. They don't want to see how deep it is that right. it can, can get between the two of y'all. It's really right. like. Oh, this person is dope. This person is nice. I like the way they move. I like the way they act. And, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I've also done it. Mm. I'm being honest. I, I've done it. I've done, and you know, I was, I was, I was, you know, 
dead, you know, red-handedly wrong for it. I don't really have a reason for why I shouldn't have done it. I honestly thought in two instances that I did it, this person's going to help me get over my ex, which is trash. You know, that that's a horrible fucking cop out. That's the, it's not the plea bargain you should take in fucking court when the DA's like, yo, you facing X, Y, you, you should take this deal. No, that's not the deal you take. But the other part of it was I like the aura and the energy of this person but something still for me, and I guess you could also attest to it too, even though we dating, we vibing, you know, we might have sex, we might kiss, we might, you know, leave the state. We There's still something that's not clicking for me that's saying, Malek, you should date her now. This should actually be your woman. It's sometimes it just, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is sometimes. I'm just like, it didn't click. Like, we got chemistry. We, it's just that one thing, whatever it is, it just doesn't evoke me enough to be like, all right, cool. I want to just date you exclusively now. Well, see, now that, now we spit, now we potting. Because that <laughs> is where me and you connect um, in the dating realm. Like, there have been, there have been, a, obviously my, you know, my dating yeah, life, yeah, my yeah, dating yeah. experience. And yeah. you've questioned on the show, like, why haven't you settled down or whatever the case is? And it's for that very right. reason. Sometimes I'm dating somebody and it's amazing it is absolutely a dope experience, but there is mm-hmm. something there that is saying, if you commit right now, you're going to end up being hurt or they're going to end up being hurt because y'all are not re- Y'all have not Sheesh. jumped over the hurdles and boundaries to solidify that y'all should be committed. Y'all have only wow. gotten to a space where you know that this is something that you enjoy and maybe you don't want to let it go. And since wow. we here, th- that's kind of where I was coming from in the in the beginning of the show. Uh, for those of you who listen to the show on a consistent basis, y'all know on a consistent basis that when I date, I date multiple people at a time. Now I don't consider that polyamory because I'm or not being a player. Yeah, you know, I'm just not committing to yeah. to anybody and telling them, oh, we in a relationship or we're. We're committed to one another only and da-da-da-da. I'm dating. I'm not in any type of relationship. I'm figuring out who I would like to be in a relationship with. But um, with that, sometimes you end up dating people for long periods of time. And I was dating this this individual for a period of time. And <clears throat> recently, we just came to the conclusion that it, it's, it, that ain't going to work no more. And mm. to be honest, it... it wasn't the best feelings, not the most pleasant feeling. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it didn't feel. Was good. that a was that a mutual thing, or was that one person leaning more towards being out, and another person saying, "I kind of want to still be in." It wasn't mutual. Um, oh damn! Sheesh! How deep you want damn. me to go, bro? How deep? How deep we getting on this podcast, bro? We gotta give the people a show, bro. We got people with broken hearts going through a divorce. We need somebody to just be a little transparent. To All right, so, so then we go. That's what we gonna do. Um, it was more so a situation where distance right. was mm-hmm. the mitigating factor between, I ah. guess, things getting further along than where they are, where they were. Um, okay. in, a, in a timely fashion and this particular individual said that they needed a lot of time and affection and attention 24-7 and so when the pandemic hit obviously that affected mm. things a lot because 
for almost about a, over a year now, I haven't seen this individual. So, oh shit! But have you guys been communicating? We've been communicating, and everything was cool. Okay, you right. know there was some bumps in the road <clears throat> along the way, but it seemed COVID related. Long story short, in that capacity yeah. of things, right around a little after my birthday, uh, this individual started to see somebody else, and so did they tell you? Yeah, they they were transparent. That's what it is. Like we're dating, we're transparent. I've said from God, you got gotta love the transparency. I said bro. from jump. Well, no, they weren't transparent at first, but I'm gonna get there. Okay, but I'm gonna say, okay. um, like that's the thing. If, if we're quote unquote talking or dating, and been talking heavy too, right? Yeah, I'm not telling you you can't date nobody else. That's not fair, you know, because yeah. I'm going to tell you like, yo, we're. We're dating, we're talking. If you decide you want to date other people, like, who am I to tell you not to go date other people? We're not right. in a committed relationship, so I'm not going to tell you're, you to do you're that. You're basically an open dater, basically. If if you want to call it that. Like, yeah, whatever you, you whatever openly date other people it. simultaneously, but it's not, quote-unquote, trying to sell dreams, even though we know a lot of our women listeners are going to be like, these niggas are selling dreams we love not you, because, ladies. Honestly, okay. it's not because, like you said in previous relation. I mean, in previous episodes, if everything is transparent and everybody accepts yeah. the terms and conditions, then it is what it is. I've been extremely yeah. transparent. I was like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, there are obviously some things that may be issues, and right. until we can figure them out, you know what I mean, we're dating... Um, and I am take I am prioritizing you over other individuals. Believe that. Come like, on. That's just on. how it was. So I am prioritizing you over other individuals. However, you know what I mean? If you want to keep your options open, that's fine, because I'll keep my options open as well. I am keeping my options open rather. And do you feel like this person should have stuck around to see? The light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like because COVID was somewhat of the mitigating factor, mm-hmm. there could have been, because I'm not going to say what should have, um, but right, there could right. have been an opportunity to okay. mitigate or, or rather find solutions to probably some of the things that were making them feel like they would want to date. And the dating thing wasn't the problem. The The problem came and they started to date someone seriously. And so that's different than okay. we're just dating, right? Like if you're dating and you're, you go out with Susan or, I mean, you go out with Mark on Wednesday and Mark is cool, but you know at the end of the day that Johnny is really who you fuck with. Like that's kind of different. When you start dating somebody serious, now you're looking at Mark, and Mark is is a higher priority than Johnny. And right. so for me, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, well, as Johnny, I have no space in here anymore because I'm not a priority to someone that you are feeling like you're getting what it is that you can't get from me. From. Poor Johnny. So oh, as so where, the, where I say it was mutual, although that individual was the one who who brought up like, hey, I don't know if this is working anymore. Well, they didn't even say that. I was the one who said, 
you know what? Okay. It feels like this isn't working for you anymore. And the reason why was because there's there are things that people reveal when they say certain things, right? So when she was speaking on the on the the, right. the subject of things, it sounded like he was a priority. And damn, from hearing that, that tells me that that just told me like the words she was using and the way she was using them just let me know I am no longer a priority in this situation. And that's fine. That's cool. That that's your decision. But then that leaves me not to have any space because if if again if this partly about space and this individual is close to you, if it's partly about getting affection and this individual is able to physically give you affection, if it's partly about all these different things, and you're getting it now, and that's one of the reasons that brought y'all closer together, then my space here no longer exists. It, it it doesn't. Whatever value I'm bringing to you, I can bring to you in another facet. But did, but just please tell me, did she clean it up a little bit in terms of presentation, how she said it? Because I know on the receiving end of that, bro, I know you, bro. You love just as hard as me, if not harder. I know that shit somewhere in you was like, damn, son. I, I really didn't see this one coming. I bro. didn't see it coming. Honestly, bro, Damn. the way it happened, I'm going to tell you how it happened, bro. Damn, the way it happened bro. was Damn. I woke up. It was around like 7 in the morning. I woke up. I saw right. a bunch of like messages. I always look at my messages. And then I was like, yo, I'm going back to sleep. 7.30 hit. Right before I was about to go back to sleep, I got a text message that said, I've been struggling to tell you this. Um, can I text it to you instead of us talking on the phone? And I already knew because no. I already knew what time it was when when I got that message. And I was like, I'd have been like, call me. You wildin'. Call me. You want you, you want to break up? Call. Me. I mean, well, it's not a breakup, but if you want to, you know no, what I, I mean? get it. I, I get it. Yeah, but, like you want to distance yourself from speaking to me in an intimate way. You gotta call me. For sure, me, but I've already, we've been through that road already, and I know that that, that becomes a struggle bus in itself. Hey, time out, time out, time out, time out. You telling me, bro, you accepted the text over the call? Absolutely. You oh, got to know, know, bro. You got to know who you're talking to. It's not like if if you and I get into something, then it's like, all right, let's, let's call because calling is not going to cause you anxiety. Call, calling right. you is not going to make you feel certain types of ways. But this individual, I could tell that the call was going to cause more harm than the text. So it wasn't because it wasn't necessarily about what the best communication form was, because the best communication form, yo, FaceTime me with this bullshit. You got to face. You got to look me in my eye and tell me what it is. You know what? You right, bro. Because I've definitely had a women say, my nigga, call me. On FaceTime, so I can look you dead in your motherfucking face. You acting like a clown ass nigga. <laughs> I've had chicks call me, bro. Tell me I shit. mean, that's a fact. That's the best way to communicate. If you got some hey. bad news for me, all right, yo, right. hold up. Look me in my eye. Look me in my eye. And tell look me, me in my eye. I love you. Look me in my face. Look me I in fucking my... love you. With a tear in my eye, nigga. With a tear in my eye. <laughs> but... I fucking love your grandmother cooking. I can't believe this shit. You mean I ain't getting no Christmas presents from your sister this year? Fuck. She said she loved rubbing my back when I was in pain. 
but like in all in all honesty though it's like yeah. in, in that moment i put the welfare of the individual before the okay what i would deem to be the better form of as you would because that's just who the fuck you are this is actually my first time actually in a long time hearing you open up to me about heartbreak wow you don't do that often. I mean, you know, there's there's certain Man. people along your journey that are special. And wow. and they when these situations arise, they hit harder than than others. There's certain situations that come and they go and it's just like, alright, my nigga, like this this might have been a mistake from the jump to even have entertained it. So it comes right. and it goes. And then there are, are those people I think in your life that you come across that are special and maybe they don't end up being the special one, but they're special enough to note your journey. Like they are definitely solidified in who you are and your growth and your lessons. And they oftentimes are the ones that you may feel like you can go back to at some point in time. If, if she comes back three months from now, I don't know. I don't know where I'll be in three months. You know what I mean? But, but, at, but at the end of the situation, like I said, I was the one who kind of said, you know what? This doesn't seem to be serving you anymore. And one of the reasons um, on my end why it wasn't working right. was because not that this person is not an honest person. I think for the listeners, y'all have to parcel out my words very carefully. But this individual... Listeners don't even know what the fuck parcel meant. <laughs> Under the guise or under the understanding of trying to protect somebody's emotions or protect their feelings or protect who they are, had a hard time being completely transparent about certain things. And that, as you know, can never, that does not work for me. For me, I would rather (laughs) the raw, honest truth. And I understand like a lot of women get kind of, they feel awkward in this space because a lot of men can't take the truth. There's a lot right. of men out there that can't take a girl telling them, yo, I cheated on you. Or a, a guy saying, I don't want to be, I mean, a girl saying, I don't want to be with you anymore. Whatever the case is, a lot of men it's out there. It's an ego that, trip. Yeah, it's an ego trip. Man. That can't do it. But I I prefer it. I Give me the truth. If you're not feeling this no more, we can, if, if I know the truth, then we know what we're talking about. Exactly. Tell me I came too fast and what can I do to make it better? Right, right. If that's the right. scenario, Tell like me. if that's the scenario we going with, because we're not putting that on my name. Although, <laughs> listen, it has happened. <laughs> it's, it's happened. I ain't going to even hold y'all. But, shit, shit happens, bro. But, um, yeah, in in that type of scenario, it. I'd rather you just tell me the truth and maybe we can talk it out and get to an understanding as opposed to you telling me everything is good and gravy and then three months down the line, it's like, yo, I actually been miserable for the last three months because we never had a conversation about X, Y, and Z. Well, why didn't we have a conversation about it? I don't know, but now I'm at a point where I'm miserable. Because it's harder to fix miserable than it is to fix I'm upset. Like, come on. Come you on. can't, it, miserable is, is way more entangled. Upset is maybe an emotional response. Maybe that's something that just happened because of how something was handled and you want me to not handle it that way again. But if you don't tell me you don't want me to handle it that way again and I do it three, four, five times after that, 
you are no longer just upset. Now you're starting to despise me. Now you're starting to exactly not like a, a, a part of me that could right. potentially be worked on. Upset is, all right, cool. The window actually keeps dropping, and I'm going to figure out a way to put a wood up there to catch it for now. Miserable is like, the window's actually broken. I actually can't close that shit no more. Right. And I got to buy a whole new fucking Bro, window. A whole new fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck want to do that? Yeah, yeah like, hey, this shit going to cost me $200 that I don't it's have. definitely going to cost you a grip, bro. The windows ain't cheap. But you had mentioned it a little bit, too. You said um, people, family members jumping in. So yeah. Sweetie's aunt jumped in. Quavo's sister jumped in. Wow. Has your family ever gotten involved with a situation or a breakup? Between you and somebody? Like, has your family ever offered two cents? My mom... She didn't say it in a hurtful way. But I played myself because I thought I was going to get a response from my mom at a time where I was very vulnerable. I remember like it was yesterday. I was listening to Whitney Houston's Didn't We Almost Have It All. And I was crying the whole car ride home, crying about to honestly tell my mom how I'd been feeling about having had broken up with my ex. And my mom was upset. Mm. And my mom was upset that I was crying because she was like, you're crying over somebody that doesn't want you. Think about why you're crying again. And I remember and, we had that conversation, too. Yeah, yeah. And my mom basically, and again, for those who know my mom, and for those who also, well, actually more so for those who don't know my mom. My mom is not a horrible person, very loving person. But sometimes when it comes, my bad, yeah, I got a phone call. Um, Carly, I'm going to call your ass back. Um, sometimes when it comes to, being deeply, deeply in love with, like, I don't think I've ever been in love with nobody as much, for those of you guys who know the person I'm talking about, I don't think I've ever been in love with nobody as deeply as I was with that person, like, that ass. Um, but it was just the way that my mom said it, and she basically got involved and just basically said, maybe in a few years it, it might work out because... Me and your father, you know, broke up for X amount of time and we got back together and I wasn't with that man for years. And when she said years, I was like, I don't know, ma, because <laughs> the way we set up in 20 fucking, uh, this was 2019, the way we set up in 2019 going into 2020, niggas ain't waiting years for a nigga to say, I want to be back with you. I don't know. If, I don't know if we doing that in, in this time era. I feel like back in the day, our parents and the parents, both, they, they, they really tried to figure out ways to work around their issues. They weren't so quick to just break up and break up. And No, they were trying to fix it. I don't know. And I'm not saying that we will never, but I, I know just from, you know, past conversations and even, you know, as of, as of recent, some more recent conversations, I think it's past the... This person lost hope. This person this person lost faith. This person, in my opinion, summarizes the whole entire uh, relationship as a big thank you and an Ariana Grande next. 
at least that's how it feels on my end. I mean, and and it and it manifests sometimes that way. Like that's what it may be for for certain people. Certain people, whether it is that, like, there are times where I feel like, damn, a relationship ended and I wasn't able to give, or not even a relationship, or a dating experience ended and I wasn't able to give my all for this person to really truly see who I am. And that, bro, oh, boy, this motherfucker almost made me fucking shed a tear. (laughs) That, bro, is why a part of me and not against her. A part of me is really angry. Because I'm like, yo, you haven't even really seen who I am, bro. Like, you don't really know what I actually have to really give. And I'm not saying I'm, quote, unquote, in a position to do it now. But I'm not in the position I was before. Right. I'm a fucking different guy now, bro. It's, it's different. But the other part of me is like, you know what? Maybe it was up until just that part. And now it's time for you to experience that with somebody else. Or maybe it's time for you to just experience that for yourself. And sometimes, let's stay in the lane of if you get back together with an ex. Sometimes right. it, sometimes you need that space. And maybe it's the other person. Maybe that other person needs that space to really value what it was that you had before and right. when you do maybe get back into a conversation that seems like it it's talking about romance again now you you you're in a different space you're a different person and now maybe it, that's what makes it work the second time around maybe that's what made it work with your dad and your mom after breaking up and then getting back together yo bro they was broken up for i don't even want to say how long bro it was broken up for years but that, it was broken up for a minute sometimes that's what needs to happen right sometimes <laughs> i was like oh you, shit. you're with somebody and that is the one and you know right. like the chemistry is there everything is dope everything is 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 really where it's supposed to be but right. maybe something's lacking maybe something you didn't you haven't achieved what you need to to, to feel secure enough to be with that person like and that's a part of it too. Sometimes that's it's a part that. Of it. Sometimes it's like, like just keep it a stat. Like I'm just throwing different scenarios out there. I'm not saying this applies to you or me, but right. You might look in the mirror and say, "Damn, I'm overweight, and my girl is super bad, and I'm in- insecure." So every time she's out with her friends, or every time I see her around a dude, I'm being jealous. I'm being angry. I'm not being the nice, sweet guy that she fell in love with. And I end up pushing her away because of that. Now I go, we break up, I go to the gym, I get right, and now I look in the mirror and I like who I am. So now any girl that Mm. I dated while I got this stunner body, I'm cool when they out with they niggas because I know they niggas can't match up to me in terms of what my mental... Physicality, yeah. Right, my mental... Whatever hang up I have about how physically I used to look versus how I look now versus what I think women are attracted to and what could pull a woman away from me, whatever. It's superficial for sure, but some people actually suffer from this. Some people actually kind of have this mentality. Or it's like, yo, my pockets are low. And I know this person likes going on trips. I know this person wants Gucci bags. They want YSL. They want all that. And I can't provide that. So now I feel... Like, damn, do I even deserve this person? And what sometimes we don't understand is we project that. And sometimes the other person picks up on it. Like, 
this person has low self-esteem when it comes to this, that, and the third, and they start acting weird whenever money come up or whatever the case is. And, and this is why that, that meme goes around, bro, that says, instead of dating your age, date your wage. You got to be mm. real with your pockets, bro. That ass. You got to be think, real with your shit. I think it's deeper than that. I think you have to be real with your insecurities. You have to be real with whatever it is that... He talking, y'all. He potting. <laughs> whatever it is that makes you feel insecure, if you are mm. going to date somebody that's going to continue to expose that wound before you're ready to... to if Before you've healed it or before you, you've gotten past that, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. For failure, ladies and gentlemen, for fail. I really hope... I really hope a lot of what the big bro and, you know, myself included, I really hope a lot of what we're saying, people are not taking it out of context or taking it in the wrong way because I, I speak for him as well. I ideally believe we are relationship-driven men. However, it's just going to take a bit more time to say we actually want to fully commit. And I think more people, more of our listeners, you need to really get to know who you're dating or who you want to eventually end up with before you actually make a commitment and say, all right, I want you to be my boyfriend, I want you to be my girlfriend. Because when you win that motherfucker, yo, you win that shit. <laughs> that's, a commi- that's a real commitment to me, though. That's son. a real commitment, bro. That's like that's like leasing the car. When you and you... It's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, instead of buying a car, you're leasing it when you say you want to be in a relationship. You want to test drive You got drive that it. shit for like two, three, four years. Yeah, and then afterwards, you might say you want to buy it. Or you might say, yo, nah, it's time for me to move on to the next That's low-key. That's low-key a good example. And it's like low-key, like, you kind of driving me, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I I, I got you. It's though. one of those you. examples you got to think on a little bit, but it's there. Right, like yeah. if, when you lease, when you lease a car, it's like when you you get into a relationship. So it is a commitment there. You're making a. It's not a, a play play. To me, it's not play play. No, I'm not gonna call you uh, my girlfriend or say I'm in a relationship with you, and I'm not willing to commit to you in a way that I think a boyfriend should commit to a girlfriend, and in a way that Talk I'm assuming it. you're thinking a girlfriend should commit. To a boyfriend. I'm not going to do that because that's only going to put us in a weird scenario where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm committed to you, but I'm seeing other chicks. And you're looking at me like, well, that's not what I thought this relationship was, right. was going to be like. Now, it's totally right. different, obviously, if you commit to that. But if that's not what it is, now I'm breaking the commitment. Now I'm I'm breaking your, your heart or your feelings, your emotions in some way, shape, or form. So it ain't. You know what I mean? There's no play-play in that. And then, obviously, when you buy the car, is the marriage. And that's for real, for real. If you that's decide to That's for real, for real, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's what's missing a little bit is people are not taking marriage like it's for real, for real. They're taking it like, oh, well, if anything, I could get divorced at the end of it. And it's like, nah, for me, at least, and I know for <laughs> you, too, it's yeah. like marriage is, we trying to do that one time. I'm trying to, bro, no, but bro, nobody want to be like, yeah, I didn't have plenty of relationships, they didn't work out, and I got married, and it didn't work out. You being in a relationship and it not working out, and you being in a marriage and it not working out, those are two fucking different extremes. Nigga, I, I promise you, that divorce hurts more than a girl saying I don't want to be with you, and y'all was not married. That divorce hits different from I, I want to break up. A divorce is... Nigga, that's, that's worlds that came together literally saying I want to be in another solar system. That's tough. And speaking tough, of, <sighs> we got to talk about it. 
We we matter of fact, we we gonna let we gonna let my man's intro it in. We 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 gonna let homie talk about it first. Um, because this news broke over, I wanna say the weekend, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and it set the fucking internet. On fire. On fire. Yeah, yeah. On fire. So let's... Internet was killing, killing niggas. Oh, let's God. let this man talk for himself. Kimball Jimmy thing. So at that point, what I decided was, okay, the marriage is done. But in order for me to have an opportunity to have this happiness or have this fulfillment that I'm looking for, I have to come into alignment with God. And that means even if my wife is ringed off, totally not talking to me, even if um, whatever, I won't even say depressed, but really in a bad space, even if whatever, in order for me to really connect with God, I got to clear some things out. So I threw away my liquor. I threw away every bit of other things that I was using. I cut off everybody. What that that mean, Derek? Now, I didn't say, I won't say I gave an explanation. All I said was this ain't right. And we don't need to talk again until this divorce is final. The whole time we have been talking, I was letting her know, hey, we're separated. Um, I'm just doing my thing. I'm chilling. I'm kicking it. All that or anything like that. All that other good stuff. Which, by the way, I'll be honest with you. I won't necessarily say I recommend. I believe I preached on it. Somebody fact check me. Whenever I've talked on this subject, my whole dialogue has been that you don't want to deal with a man who's separated because he may still have feelings for his wife. I mean, he may be lying to you. In my case, I definitely had feelings for my wife, but I thought we were over and I wasn't lying. So am I practicing what I preach? I guess so. So anyway, I sent her that text message. I blocked her on everything. In the past, what I would do is, and this is what caused a lot of issues even in my marriage, I would mostly cut somebody off. I would end mm. communication. He said mostly. He didn't say it. totally. I wouldn't completely obliterate. I wouldn't compl- all that other good stuff. We were girlfriend and boyfriend at the time. Okay, this is like... That's just talking about the scenario. So, ladies and gentlemen who do not know... Oh, yeah, that that was TKO, yo. TKO, is she's wild, bro. Her breakdowns be insane. Yeah, for those of you who are unaware of what happened, uh, a young lady went on... What is it? uh, TKO? Yeah, yeah, TKO show, yeah, and and just basically broke code. (laughs) And basically said, yo, she's been sleeping, or she was sleeping with Derek. They've been in contact for, like, over a decade, and she been in his house. She dropped the pictures. She dropped the text messages. Pictures with him in it. Um, Text messages of him basically saying, like, yo, when you coming through, and this, that, and the third. And then Why did she decide to do this now, though? I don't know, bro. I don't know what what prompted. That is a great question. I don't know what prompted to let this information out now at this moment in time um but it it did happen let me let's see if i can find it in the story let me see what city, it's saying city boys just lost 100 fucking points on a basketball court because derek you have built a uh, um in my opinion a very lucrative brand online for yourself for this news to happen i know you lost followers bro I know that. I know you. I, you're probably gonna lose some money behind this shit, bro. God damn, son. So what I think Ten, is happening is yeah. is Tasha K has an issue with Derek. Apparently, they don't get along. She definitely has it. Yeah, because she she does what he does, but she does it differently. Like like what like like how he talks to black women and black. She does the same thing. She just okay. has a different way of doing it. Yeah. 
She so, definitely has an issue with that man, though. So is, is, this, uh, is this a case of trying to get rid of the competition? You know what? <laughs> I didn't think about But, bro, her brand is big, though. TKO's brand is big. So I don't know. It, it, I mean, nigga. Is she, is she looking at again, him as, as a threat to her brand? And Bro, right now, the nigga, he fucked up, though. So, nigga, he pray. He in the water well, getting killed right now. I mean, he said he didn't cheat on his wife. I don't know. If his he's wife was he in the cheat? his wife was in the video when he made that video saying that he didn't cheat. She was really? in the background. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even see. I didn't see the video. I just read what I read. But okay, so he's still with his wife. So what he said was they were separated at the time that he saw this young lady. Okay. Him okay. and his wife, I guess, were having issues and decided to separate. And through that is when he was seeing other people and. I don't know, you know, he hasn't spoken and she hasn't spoken on what she was doing at the time or if it's true, it's assumed that it's true because she was there when he was saying that they were separated and that's when he asked the young lady to come through. He also claims that they didn't do anything sexual, that she's lying about them having sex. Now, I, I don't know, that gets a little shaky to me because... Then it's kind of like, well, why is she sleeping in your bed? And and what was the purpose of you flying her into the house? Did you just want to have a conversation? I was just about to say like you like bro, you you brought Shorty to the crib, so like, and that was foul. He should have never did that. That I don't care if you separated or not. You don't bring nobody to the marital bed. You you <laughs> you go to a hotel with that. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. I guess if. If Shorty was like, yo, I'm moving out and you're never going to see my face again, maybe if you're feeling like, yo, this is my house now. But from what it, it seems like or what's being being reported is like the moving boxes were still there and whatnot. So I don't really? know, man. You said that the Internet has been killing him. Do you feel like them killing him is fair, though? Um, No, because I have a theory. I was jokingly saying this online with one of my good Torian friends. Uh, me, me and her went to uh, John Jay College together. And uh, long story short, I jokingly said, no, no, no. She jokingly said after we was talking about the situation, she's like, yo, all niggas need now is for Russell Wilson to drop the fucking ball. I said, if that nigga dropped the ball, he getting kicked out of the NFL. Now, we got new niggas on but, deck. Michael B. Jordan, who we going to get to in a second, seems to be yo, doing a Michael good job. Michael B. Jordan out here is letting niggas know, yo, I'm up next. Um, This is my opinion. I feel like th- this could be going on a little deep tangent. There is low-key an attack on a man who has decided to go the faithful route after he has deliberately excluded himself from all fuckboy activities all 2021. And that that is the question of the day. Is it easier now to be a fuckboy than to be a good guy? Because it's like niggas can't win if they do or do no. or win if they don't. You know what I mean? Like if no. you act like a fuckboy, you are a fuckboy across the board. If you're a right. good guy, all it takes is for one slip up and now yeah, one slip up and you're now the you're worst a of the worst. <laughs> right. And it's like, like how? Niggas is going to slip up. Ladies, Regardless. I'm, I'm sorry to tell y'all, y'all not perfect either, though. You know what I mean? There are plenty of women that mess up. <laughs> but this is the thing. There's a lot of women that mess up, but they're not as messy as the niggas. A lot of dudes mess up and they sloppy. 
a lot of women keep it a keep it like a hundo with themselves in terms of if I'm going to fuck it up, I'm going to make sure I don't fuck it up and make it look like I fucked it up. Like, I'm going to try to find some way to shield it a little bit. Niggas will, you know, like, you know, and niggas got to be honest. Like, bro, it's obvious if you like shorty that you not with and you got a shorty that you with and you always liking shorty photos, you give that girl more heart emojis than you give your fucking main girl good morning text messages. Y'all niggas got it fucked up. If you're going to do some shit, you got to make it look cleaner. You got to. Because women don't do shit like that. I mean, women don't do shit like that. I agree to the extent of maybe in terms of like being more blatant about certain things and then expecting people right. not to say something. But nah, I I feel like women be sloppy about it too. It's Really? It, yeah. You catch I, haven't, a girl I, haven't, at the club. I haven't come across a sloppy woman in a long time, bro. You catch a girl at the club with a nigga like and... <laughs> That ain't that ain't their friend, you know. What I've I'm saying? never, I've I've never been in them situations. I, I I don't know. Oh, I've definitely. I do know, I do know. I've been in situations where my girl tells me I'm going out, and it's like, it's fucking, it's fucking mics. Come on. And she tells me she's going out on a Friday, and then a Friday turns into three Fridays, and then three Fridays turns into six. And I'm just like, you always going out with your coworkers after work? Listen, I, <laughs> I, I, I need I remind I you about the shorty that was like, oh, I'm going to Florida for X, Y, and Z. And she ain't go to Florida oh, yes. for X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, the, I just think that it's just, it's less blatant on the side of when they like it's not all like you said it's not as sloppy but it's it's it happens and it's nasty work too it's just maybe not on the same level um of blatancy but i've definitely been in situations where i'm me and a girl are talking or dating or whatever and i see her pull up to the club and i see her with a nigga I've seen women do things where it'd be like they blatantly know me and them were dating or, or are dating or in a weird space wow. and they'll pull up with another wow. nigga and it just Yikes. be like I feel like it happens. But to to your to what you're saying though, when women do it, it's a message though. Like it is less sloppy in the sense of Dudes do it and don't know that they're messing up. They 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 right eat, right. They eating a hot dog and don't know that the ketchup is dropping all over their pants. Literally, right. you think you you think you you think the hot dog is secured with the shit drip. It's not, bro. <laughs> but when a, when a woman does it, she knows that the 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 mess is being made and she wants you to see that there's a mess there. That's true. Women women are a bit more deliberate. And speaking about women, uh, Tiny just hit me up and said she's ready for that phone call. So maybe we can get her perspective on. Some of these things. Sure, I'll give her. I'll give her a call again. Um, but before we do, do you? Yes, sir. Do you feel like, like, what do you feel is, what do you feel is the mitigate? Like, how do we, how do we operate in this space where, if you're a good guy and you do one slip <sighs> up, and who, granted, you shouldn't have to slip up to the point of cheating. Like, let let let's not. 
I, let's not let the audience get confused and think that we're right. saying that every dude is going to mess up. But I do feel like every relationship hits some form of turmoil. I don't know what that may be. I don't know what it'll look like. But there, there <laughs> will always be a time where you and your partner vehemently disagree on something. Y'all not going to see eye to eye on it. But no, I'm not saying that someone cheating or whatever. But as you said... He's a good guy, or he's he's been positioning himself as a good guy for forever. Niggas who've been calling him a simp are, like, rejoicing right now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, what does it say about the dude who wants to be a good guy, and now it's kind of like, if you're a good guy, you get a little bit of, of mud on you, and you thrown to the wolves. I know deep down inside I'm a good guy. I know... Deep down inside, I also have a lot of fuckboy tendencies. But I think when you're actually actively trying to be a good guy, my opinion, this might shock a few people, you have to have a little bit of fuckboy activity. Not blatantly. It's got to be there. Because you kind of got to also let your partner know when you was fucking with me before I became exclusively yours, you saw what the fuck I was doing. You saw what I was putting you through. You saw what the fuck you was putting me through. So me, quote unquote, transforming and becoming this good guy is just so that I can take some of the fuckboy shit out of the equation. Now, is every good guy exempt from fuckboy Temptation? No. Hence why, you know, good guys fuck up every once in a while. However, once you, I guess, are in a married space, I think the pressure weighs heavier than the ring on your finger to not fuck up. With that, let's call in Tiny. Let's see what she may have to let's offer do about, about uh, fuck boys and good guys. Come on, Tiny. Hello? Hello? Hi, am hey. we speaking with Tiny? This is XAB from Dad Hats and Bowties. Hey, how are y'all? Good, good. So we are actually uh, talking about a topic that we wanted to get your opinion on, and then I'll have a distinguished, I guess, introduce everything that you guys wanted to speak about on the show um, so we're talking about this Derek Jackson situation. Are you familiar? <clears throat> no. So Derek Jackson is a self-proclaimed uh, relationship expert on social media. He has about 1.3 million followers. And recently there were allegations that he was cheating on his wife. Um, and so it kind of put the internet ablaze. And so he's been propped up as a really, really good guy always pointing out, like, when a dude is doing what they consider to be fuckboy tendencies, things mm -hmm. like that. So uh, that's one of the reasons why everybody, I guess, was confused about it. But where does that leave the good guy, in your opinion? Do you feel like this damages the brand of the good guy? Or what is even a good guy to you? What does that mean? I think, in general, people make decisions based on what they feel is appropriate. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could be a good guy and make a fucked up decision. You feel me? Right, right. Um, and that's not to say that the stigma of a good guy should change. I feel like 
if you are a good person, a good guy, you do what is right and not just what looks right to other people. Mm. Like if you feel right, if you feel like what your decision is doing is the best interest for the people around you and within yourself, then that makes you a good person. However, um, people making bad decisions, right, will quote unquote say, no, nah, but that's my version of good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not, right. I'm not condoning that, right? Like, I feel like <laughs> if you out here spreading positivity and looking out for the best interest of your loved one, then that makes you a good person and a good guy. I think I, I like how you broke that down. So, like, in terms of, right, good a good guy can make a bad decision and that doesn't necessarily stain him being a good guy because we all make mm. bad decisions every now and then. And so it's, it's more aligned with if your intentionality was based on trying to make sure that the people around you are always in a positive space, that's what makes you a good guy. You might slip up and do something that your partner may not like, but if your overall goal in, in life or in that relationship is to bring that person joy and positivity that outweighs a action or behavior that can be corrected. Absolutely. And as long as you're honest about it with yourself and also with your partner, right? I'm not condoning lying either because I've had my fair share of doing some lying myself. So um, as long as you're honest and you're willing to take accountability and then move forward from that, that also plays into you being a good person. Now, if you're just willing to stay lying and stay doing the same things and stay continuing making the same mistakes, then that is where the fine line between being a good guy and a bad person leads you. You know what I mean? Right. Say that. So my final question for you is, do you think people date more fuck people versus mm. good people? guys or good mm. girls or do you think that it is more balanced than what social media kind of puts out there oh, oh that's God. a spicy ass question he just asked me this. oh i definitely am going to go with people unfortunately go for the fuck boys mm. or, and the fuck girls they definitely do um everybody claims to want a healthy relationship mm. everybody claims to want a healthy person Right. Niggas be lying. But then, when they, but then when they experience that shit, they be like, yo, this is boring. Like, I want some drama. I want some I want some of that. You know what I mean? Like, they feed into the negativity. And it's funny because I've dated a few people that claim to want a healthy person and then get into a relationship. And then they keep asking, like, yo, why you not that aggressive? Why you don't do this? Why you don't do this? Why you don't say this? And I'm just like, yo, because that's not me. Like, that's not how I treat my women. You feel me? Right. It's like. I feel like social media puts this good image to want a healthy person and want a healthy relationship. But I don't think that's what actually what people, the majority of people anyway, what they actually want. I think that um, media feeds into this like drama sense and mm. they get like, they get um, hyped off of drama and hyped off of negativity. So when a person is in a relationship, if somebody isn't acting that aggressive, or they're not that possessive, um, or they're not that authoritative. They they think it's boring. You know what I mean? Instead, like no, those are actually signs of abuse and control. Like right. we just haven't we just haven't said the truth about it. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely feel like people go for fuckboys because they enjoy the drama and the intensity of it. 
I I agree on the points that Sheesh. you made. I do feel like a a lot of people do not want what they claim they do on social media and mm-hmm. what they what they claim they want to experience. And I've definitely I've had an ex tell me, "Oh, I like when you yell because mm-hmm. uh, huh? that that kind of that that shows me something." And I'm like, "That's unhealthy." I, or I'm gonna uh-huh. I try to get you to the point to yell, and it's like that's unhealthy. That's not something that uh-huh. you should be striving for us to be doing, like yelling at. That's because you was blowing her back out crazy. That's why. Nah, nah, not in this case. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not in this case, but it, it it's true. Um, good brother, distinguished. Do you have uh, anything else for our guest? First and foremost, I don't know if this is a good thing, bad thing, or just a uh, fuckboy thing. But this is my first time having a conversation with Tiny, actually, on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to Since, categorize that. Right? Out, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, first and foremost, uh, Tiny, again, uh, welcome to Dad Hats and Bow Ties. This is the motherfucking Wild Wild West. We are the world's most dangerous podcast. If you haven't heard already, you're listening to it now. We are really sophisticated. Ratchet is what we like to categorize ourselves as, um, and we talk about everything from. You know, Donald Trump being a dickhead to, you know, Obama probably, you know, was eating some ass in the Oval Office. You know, we don't know, Uh but we talk about everything under the sun. It definitely Um, went down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So first, let the people know who you are um, and let everybody know what your work has been around. Because I know you're very, uh, very, very uh, into the world of mental health, not just the word, but actually the work. So, you know, let the people know who you are. Thank you. First and foremost, thank you for having me. I appreciate y'all. And, you know, what you guys doing is absolutely amazing. And I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, for the people, my name is Yvette D. Santana, also known as Tiny. Um, and I'm a poet, spoken word artist, also a mental health advocate. So the majority of my art, the main mission of my art is to create awareness around mental health and mental illness to break stigmas of what that looks like in actual everyday life and Mm. for individuals right because when you hear the word crazy i hate that word um but when you hear the word crazy it's like there's this huge stigma wrapped around it and what it looks like uh and you know the reality of the situation is you could see somebody depressed and they're smiling uh and you could also you know there's been suicides um happening daily that you would never know about unless you actually act um or seen the warning signs or even know have knowledge of the warning signs so the main mission of what I'm doing right now, my movement is called the I am not crazy movement. And like I said, it's to break stigmas of mental health. So I give people a platform and a safe space to speak about their mental health. And the way that I do that is I partnered with the She Will Speak series within curating an anthology called I am not crazy. And we literally just gave people the floor to speak their raw truth. And, you know, whatever that looks like, honestly whatever that looks like because mm. i'm not one to filter my art and i'm not one to try to have people filter their art so say that shit is, right no that ass because a lot of times right that's what causes people to shelter themselves you feel me is the fact that you know they'd be like oh i don't really think we should talk about this you know like you feel me so i just wanted to give people that comfortability because that one comfortable space could change somebody's life to the point that they feel like they have somebody to talk to now and that may save somebody's life. So that's my mission, yo. Wow. Dope. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So also let the people know how you got into poetry, especially for people who are not into spoken word, into poetry, into 
um, the performance aspect. How did you get involved into this beautiful world that we all love called poetry? <laughs> oh, God, poetry. Um, so I started writing when I was younger, and it definitely was a form of catharsis and a form of relief for me going through my own mental health. Um, I became a performer, which is wild, actually only three years ago. Um, I submitted my poem to a gender-based violence anthology, got published, got asked to speak on a panel. Um, oh, after wow. After that, yeah, so it was wild because then after that, it was just like a fucking domino effect. Like, somebody saw me speaking at the panel. They were like, hey, have you ever thought about performing? I'm like, no, not really, but um, we're here now. So, like, uh, so they invited me out. Um, but performance poetry is definitely different from writing just regular poetry. Performance poetry, especially from, I'm from the Bronx. You feel me? I'm from New York City. Oh, um, shit. Expressive. Being, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So being from the Bronx, you got to understand that performing your art is a different level. Different like, beast. Yeah, it's different. You got to be able to grab that attention when nobody is looking at you. So I'm definitely grateful that I grew up in New York City performing. Like, Say that shit um, again. <laughs> for real. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that my stomping grounds were the heart of the city. Um, and I feel like when I became more comfortable speaking my truth, that's how I was able to grow within my poetry career. Wow. That is beautiful, bro. I don't know if you have any more questions for Tiny. Nope. It's just that it's Women's History Month, and we Facts. are giving flowers to all of the amazing women in our lives. Um, and so we want to honor you um, for all of the work that you're doing. We want to honor you for the art that you are bringing into this realm and changing people's lives with and just continue to uplift you in any way that we can and remind you that you are shining light on this planet. And, um, yeah, this is that has some bow ties. So that's all I Thank got. Thank you so much, y'all. Yes. No, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, and we mean it. Tiny. We, yeah. Love, oh, yeah. Facts definitely do mean it. You um, know, like we understand. We we talk our fuck boy shit on here sometimes too. You probably gonna listen back to some <laughs> I mean, episodes. You, you know, come on. Now. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta release it. Come you on. might. Yeah, exactly. You might listen back to some episodes and be like, I can't believe these niggas said that shit. I, <laughs> I thought they nah, was talking that not, positive shit, I but can, I can talk my shit too. You know. So. Absolutely. So. But at the at the core and at the end of the day, even though and we say this all the time, we may not always get it right, but mm -hmm. we are always here to to support our women and we understand that the plight is totally different. You know, you guys have so many other struggles and so many other battles that you are facing on a day to day basis that we aren't necessarily. And so with that, um, we lend our strength when we can. We lend our shoulders when we can. And we most certainly lend our ears. So um, that's Absolutely. all I got. And that's uh, yeah. That's powerful. Exactly. So, uh, Tiny, thank you so much for your time. Me and you will be seeing each other next week for that thing we got going on because I, I got so much things to share with you, beloved. Oh, my goodness. Yes, um, very, very humbled again to have you a part of the Very Bad Poets Collective. Uh, like I've been saying during the entire audition process and even up until when we selected you, you my friends just being a part of this collective is going to truly help change the way i think people view poetry and also 
mental health because a lot of things that I'm that I want to try in the poetry mm-hmm. actually revolve around mental health. Um, so I'm I'm honored to have you as a teammate. Thank you. I'm honored to be a part of the team and to be a part of a movement that's giving artists a different level of creativity and just I love being around people that have the same mindset as me. So I'm excited. I'm honored. I'm humbled, and just thank you. No All doubt. Right, thank Tiny, you, Chris. You, you enjoy the rest of your night. Amazing night for sure. You too. Later. All right, peace. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tiny. Let's give her a round of applause. Sheesh. Yo, that was a great, that was a little, that was a little great interview, bro. You, I see you, big bro. I see you. We we out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's talk about another interview. Uh, let's bring yeah. this up real quick. Let's uh, okay. segue into this. I'm going to let it play, let it rock out. You know how we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. You know, be the hardest. You know, this is Pure entertainment, right. you know. It's, it's music, it's art, like it's creativity. You know what I'm saying? So this nigga talking I, about I never, the I've never, I would never Whoa, get mad at someone I'm a fall, for I'm a fuck him their up. way. Oh, I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. Of making money, because at the end of the day, that's all we want to do. That's all you, you know? want to do. You want to be able to feed your family. You want to be able to take care. You know, sometimes it gets a little bit deeper when it goes into like morals and and code and ethics, and then it starts crossing over to the streets and all this other stuff. And then I get that, but at the end of the day, when it comes to like this persona, like rappers, it's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it is. And and people get lost from that. Like people stray away from that, and then they start to take it back into, you know, the hood and where you wherever you came from. But man, when you this shit is music. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like when you watch wrestling and they come down that aisle and they taunt and they do what they do and they got the uniform on and again they get the chair and they slam somebody and you win That's the title or you lose it's like it's, it's entertainment you know, or it's like when Denzel goes and do a, a movie and you uh. know, he's a cold-hearted killer you know and then but you he, know he's really not a cold-hearted you know killer in real but, life but he, but he sell it so that was an interview from Barstool that was Little Yachty sitting with Gilly the Kid and Wallow um, and they were talking about the hip-hop entertainment business and Basically saying that entertainment is, uh, I mean, that rap is nothing but another form of entertainment similar to wrestling. How do you feel? First and foremost, I don't know what's been happening in the world, excuse me, of little Yachty. Well, the nigga Big Yachty now, because the nigga's definitely Diesel. Um, Big Yachty. Something, I think something musically happened to him, for him to be, he's, I don't think I've ever heard him talk like this. Something happened, bro. Something happened because he's talking on some other shit. I'm he talking like what's his name was talking a few years ago. Uh, Waka Flocka when Waka Flocka was like, "Yo, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a role model. I'm just here to fucking do music and get money." That's what he said on. I think he said that on Hot 97. He was like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not here to you know fucking help these kids get through. I'm just here to make wild ass music and get this bread." And I was like, "Wow, okay." Ah. Uh, I, I feel conflicted about this, bro, because okay, I I believe that what he's saying is true. Yes, I do think that the inter the rap business now, oh is, yeah, now hell is yeah. more so about entertaining, yeah, than it is about the art, and I have oh, a yeah, huge yeah. problem with that, and I don't think that it needs to be that, but that is where it is and we know 
that when anything gets commercialized to the point where it's just solely about the entertainment over the 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 meat, the core, then that shows the demise. That is the pinnacle, and there, there will be a demise after that. So I feel like, and some might see this as a hot take, I feel like we're witnessing the pinnacle of rap. There's Rap is going to start to fall off after this because... The mindset of people going yeah. into rap now is not to tell their story. Is not because they think rap is the medium that that talks to them. It's because they're looking at it as a a form of entertainment. And that's a scary thing because right now you got me thinking about some shit I've I've had to never actually think about, bro. I don't know if I could ever picture my life without hip hop. I don't, I don't, bro. I don't know how I could. But it, hip, like, I mean, this, this is, is what in we, my blood. You know what I'm? This is this is what happened to disco. This is yeah. what happened to rock. What happened to rock and roll? Yeah, yeah. Jazz, yeah. the blues. It gets to this point where it's commercialized and it's solely about entertainment. And the thing about entertainment is, there's only so many times that you can hit the shock value with the same yeah. thing. And when you start to move away from the actual stories that impact us, that make us relate, and that we look at and be like, damn, that was some raw shit that homie went through. I'm glad he got through it. And it becomes a space where 6 9 can get the most streams or whatever. We're looking at the demise of something. Whenever something gets too big, it's bound to fall. So... I don't, I don't, I get it. Like, this is the reality. So he's speaking on the reality of what's happening right now. And there's really nothing to fault there. But I don't like that this is what is commonplace. This is what we're accepting now. We're accepting hip hop as, man, it's just this form of entertainment. If niggas ain't living the life that they say they live in in their songs, it's okay. Because it's all about entertainment, man. This is just nothing but wrestling. This is fake. But. But low-key, that's the problem, though, because I feel like when you first get in the game, if you came from the streets or if you consider yourself a street person, initially, that's the type of music you're going to make. After that, if you get to, like, your second, maybe third project or maybe mixtape or whatever, you start to make more commercialized music. So at, at some point, you ask yourself, why make more street records? I don't need to make them street records no more. I think it's about evolution. If you're telling your story, then that's one thing, right? Your your story will evolve if you went from the streets to now you making money in corporate rooms. You going like right. Jay Z is the perfect right. example of that. Yeah, the very album, perfect example. You go through his albums, you're also going through his evolution. You're seeing that he wasn't in the same rooms in 2009 as he was in the 80s. You're seeing that. He isn't in the same rooms now that he was in 2009. So that's a the fact. evolution will always be there. Maybe you want to throw back a story about maybe a time you was in the street in a new album. That's cool. But when you go into the game knowing that you're not about X, Y, and Z, like, and this is what None commercialization that, right. does, right? It expands it so people look at it and be like, I want to be part of that. But they only do it because they think it's cool. Or they they like, oh, it's flashy and it's dope. Or, oh, this is how people are making money. But they're not coming from their heart and saying, yo, hip-hop touched me, and now I want to add to the art. I want to make something and make it last forever. They're going in there and they're like, yo, I just want to be the cool kid that's the rapper that's making money from rapping. And that's, I guess, what the SoundCloud, quote-unquote, generation of rappers 
That's we, definitely what the SoundCloud generation is, for sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is dope. Like, I look up to these guys, and I want to be just like them. And I don't not- make music. I make a vibe. You make a vibe? Oh, okay. Yeah, and when we're talking about hip-hop, we're really supposed to be talking about telling a story. Right. We're, we're telling our stories. We're telling, really and truly, the first hip-hop album, records that really touched the day of light were telling about the stories that these people were living in and they just so happened to find a way to make it catchy or make it Big have a hook or make it have a way that people are listening. But right. that shouldn't overshine or outshine what the actual purpose of it is. And I think that, unfortunately, when we get to a space where now the new artists coming in are looking at hip-hop not so much because of the art, but so much because it's a form of entertainment, you're going to, that's naturally going to dilute the the art of it. And now we're just looking at entertainers coming up, trying to find ways to stay on top. That's just how I feel about it. I think it's kind of, again, I'm not faulting Yachty, but just just the fact that that's the mentality that's going around, it's kind of wild, yeah. It tells me what what's going on with hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey. So we spoke about him a little bit earlier. Yeah, he said he approves of Michael B. Jordan, bro. He he approves of his daughter dating her. I yeah. don't remember uh, Steve approving any man within the last six men that she's dated that that we know about publicly. Well, let's read what he said. Let me let me find what he said and let me read it real quick. Okay. Uh, he said. Because she a grown ass woman, she do what the fuck she want. But having a dad stamp of approval means a lot. That's the niggas in a whole different bracket in dad's brain. He said, I've tried not to like him. I've tried to find something wrong with him that I can dig in. And then he said, I didn't got rid of all of them. Some of them then snuck in the back door on me and lasted a lot longer. Now he's talking about men that I guess she dated than I right. wanted it to. This guy Future is such a, and them a good guy, man. He's one of the nicest guys. I met his father. I set up with him. We've talked for hours. I just can't find nothing wrong with him. So that's what he said regarding Michael B. Jordan. Um, wow. How does that feel to you, though, bro? Have you ever been in a situation where a parent gave you the stamp of approval? Yeah. Bro, not to toot my own horn, <laughs> Okay. I feel like outside of the fuckboy shit, <laughs> any woman and motherfucker done dated me. Her parents loved the nigga to death, okay? <laughs> parents loved fucking distinct Malek Henry. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? Um, I just love parents. Like, last year, I'm not going to get too crazy in the detail. This person could still be listening to this podcast. A long story short, I liked this girl, and I felt that I liked her a lot. She reminded me a little bit of my ex but she was different. And I was like, um, I want to sit down with your mom. And this was only like, I think in one month, I think, or a month and a half of talking to her. Actually, bro, me and you met her at the same time. But again, like I said, she could still be listening to the show. So anyway, I'll tell Wait, you offline. So anyway, same, what does that mean? We, we met the girl that I'm talking about at the same show that me and you was attending. Okay. Like legit. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, talk about it offline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so lo- long story short, um, when I spoke to her mom, her mom was like, "Wait, did you ask her mom?" Put your pussy lips on live. I give you a 
No, I did not ask her mom that shit. But her mom did ask me, you're about six years older than my daughter. What do you want with her? And I was like, I want whatever she wants. If she wants to be with me, then I want what she wants. If she don't want to be with me, then I want that too. I just want whatever she feels like is going to make her good. I was like, I just came across her. We had great, uh, a great conversation that one night I met her. And I think a week or two weeks after that, I took her out on a date. And that first date, you know, even though we've had, we had other dates after that, that first date set the tone. I was like, yeah. But then around that time, for full transparency, that's also around the time that I was kind of discovering that I kind of wanted to try the polyamorous lifestyle. Right. And she wasn't, she wasn't with it. But she also wasn't saying, I don't want to stop talking to you. I just want you to also let me know what the fuck you going to be doing when you're doing it so that I can have an out just in case I really don't. But, um, yeah, parents have, you know, always loved me. I like just talking to parents in general. I've had parents give me the stamp of approval. It hits different for me, though, when a grandparent calls you son or daughter. Mm. It hit different. You know, it hit different when, you know, that same person feels like you are their son-in-law and you have yet to propose. So the way that I look at getting a, a parent's stamp of approval is if you're in a space where you've been doing everything up until that stamp of approval, Literally, however long it takes you to get it, keep that same energy when it's time to propose because they're holding you to a different standard if they actually are allowing you to come to family outings and family gatherings. They're letting you know, nigga, you in the family. So you know the last part of this situation because ideally for me, as I've gotten older and have gotten parents' stamp of approval, in my mind, the back of my mind is always build a great relationship with their parents so when it is time to pop that question, they gave you their stamp of approval of you. Now you need to ask them for a stamp of approval to actually wed, you know, their daughter. I mean, we kind of stumbled on something that I think is a powerful thing that I'm about to say. Um, okay. I think, I'm about to say a real thing, man. So I'm about to say a true thing. I want them shits with the dip, though. Uh, for me... <laughs> with the motherfucking I, dip. I strive for that when I date yeah? a young woman. Like, I strive oh, to wow. I didn't have the parents accept or like me to some extent. Why the that, fuck that, I learn more about my best friend on a fucking podcast than I do a real... What the fuck is this shit? But I say, am I getting punked? <laughs> what I... What I'm... By me saying that is I think more people need to strive for that when they date people and you will avoid the pitfalls and fuck shit that you end up getting into when you don't think about. I'm always thinking about, yo, whether this person has a great relationship with their parents or not, when they get home from a date and maybe they live with their parents, whatever, or maybe they talk on the phone with their parents and their parents says, so how, how was that date you went on? I'm thinking about what my name means in these streets. I'm thinking about what you you right. What that mean? What my legacy? I like the tarnishing your last name 
is still a thing for me. And I don't think a lot of people move by that. You don't want to tarnish your last name you because your last name gets passed down. So that means that what you may do might be carried over onto somebody that had nothing to do with the stupid shit that you were doing. So for me, it's just kind of like, I want them to come home and tell their parents, oh, it was an amazing date, da 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 And I want the parents to be like, yo, you got a good guy on your hands. You know, just make sure. And and sometimes the advice that they may receive is make sure you treat that person right. And maybe that might change their mindset as well. Like, hmm, you know, maybe I wasn't really noticing that sign or, or understanding that that's what this individual was doing. But now that my parent pointed it out, like, I need to take this a little bit more seriously or in a dif- different direction than I originally was. And I just think that that is important that people should start to, when they get into situations with people, keep the parents in mind to an extent of when you're ready to say some stupid shit or do some stupid shit, are you willing to then face their parent with the stupid shit that you did? You ready to have that conversation with her dad that you yelled at her, that you looked or intimidated her physically that you hit her are you ready to have that conversation with with her dad and and her six uncles ladies and gentlemen this is dad has some you ain't gonna get no realer than this motherfucker (laughs) i promise you that with the fucking dip are you ready to sit with his mom and tell his mom that you said to him the other night that she raised a bitch ass nigga fellas are you ready to be like I had a one night stand and she got pregnant. Are you ready for that? Like, let's. I don't keep think it they're as... ready, bro. <laughs> so if you're not ready to do some of these things that we didn't mention, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do them. <laughs> you shouldn't do the dumb shit, nigga. Because <laughs> if you do end up taking this young lady down the aisle one day, Lord, that, that happens to be the path that you have been set on. Right, right. There may be a time where you may have to answer those questions. There will be a time. Somebody going to bring it up. Somebody going to say, you know, this happened a few years back. I didn't want to say anything, but now that there's trouble in a relationship, why the fuck you do that dumb shit back in college? Right. You know, She told me all about it. You know, <laughs> so-and-so told me that, you know, y'all went through a rough patch because you, uh, you kind of stepped out of the relationship. Is that true, young man? Is that true? <laughs> Because, you know, I don't look at you that way. But if I need to look at you that way, I will. And it's crazy because those parents, when they start asking you shit like that, nigga, you are their child. They look at you like their child. Ooh, They'll slap the shit yo, out of you. This nigga potting right now. They'll slap the shit out of you, bro, in a heartbeat. <laughs> this nigga is potting right now. They'll tell you, you can't come back to my house for 30 days. Figure your situation out. That's a fact. They also Parents you, will, bro. Cut America's meat. <laughs> That's <laughs> they gonna tell you that shit too. They gonna definitely tell you that shit. Yo, bro, it gets ripped, bro. The 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 theme of this podcast episode so far is relationship based driven. Y'all gotta know who you dating because you ain't just dating them. We gonna take it a step further. You're dating the fucking family members. I'm letting you know that shit right now. And not physically needs, dating them. That needs you are dating them, though. That's at the top of your priority list when you start getting serious with them. Is, yeah, is when you, you start getting, yeah, when you start, You yeah. need to start observing their family a little bit. 
Is yeah, mom you, you actually You need to be involved. Yeah, you, you need to be involved in the family as well. You need to ask if they're okay. If you're in the area, should ask them if they need something. Even if, even if they say, I, I, I'm, I'm known for that. Anybody who knows me, if I'm in an area, I will check and see, yo, is your mom good? Should I should, should I come by? You know, does, does grandma need Welch's, you know, you know, white grape juice from the store? I got it, you know? But you need to know, like, it, it does she got a crazy brother that been to jail yeah. a couple times? Does that she got a cousin that's always gonna be asking for money? She got an aunt that might be a little you know what I mean. So you have to know these things. You gotta know these things, bro. Because as you get more, like you said, as you get more serious and more involved, that family is is not no there's no longer that family. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your family. Oh so, yeah, facts, facts. You know what I mean? Now I did see this meme, and I have to ask you about it. And this is this is probably for some people gonna be a fuckboy conversation, but oh, shit. listen, it's real shit. We gotta ask. There's a meme going around that says the moment people post that fuck it, they go and sell a bit, it makes no it makes you feel like, yo, well damn, how much fucking was you doing that now you gotta stop completely? So my yeah, question to I you saw that meme. <laughs> is when you see somebody or when someone tells you that they're celibate, is that a red flag for you? Uh, no, but I feel like I could be wrong. The women that have told me or if I see somebody saying that, a part of it is you're looking for attention. And then the other part of it for me is you're not really celibate. You are selectively celibate. I agree with you saying that a lot of times when I see that being put up, it is for attention purposes. I I mean, I don't see many men do it, so um, I mean, I can't speak I, on that that much. But I've de- I've definitely had my stages where I've been celibate for like five, six months. The longest I've ever been celibate was like eight, nine months. That was years ago. That was like in fucking 2011. Most recently, the most recent that I've been celibate was for the last two months. I broke my shit <laughs> early this March. Goddamn Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and then uh, prior to that, the last time was probably like maybe five months. But I do have my 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 uh, my my rounds where I might go celibate for a whole month. You know, people who know me, who have had sex with me or actively having sex, y'all motherfuckers know how I be. Sometimes I'll be like, nah, I'm good for like one month or two months or even three months. And then, you know, I hop back on. Um, but I think it's an, I think it's important that uh, we actually, at least for men, you kind of go through a rough patch where you just stop having sex because sometimes niggas is having a lot of sex, bro. And it's like sometimes having a lot of sex, that shit not healthy, bro. Oh, Everything in moderation. Sex ain't good. That ain't good yeah, for your mental yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It ain't good. Fucking up your whole libido, my nigga. What the fuck is you doing? It ain't good for none of that. But I'm, I ain't going to lie. When I do see people put it up, it is a red flag, but not because of the sex. Like, I'm not I'm not over here judging you if you It's because of, of the people that you see putting it up. The people that we know these fucking people. Yes, it is because <laughs> typically when I see someone put that up, it's someone that I know really ain't celibate. Talk and about also it. it's someone that... I know is saying that so that niggas will be in the inbox and be like, you know, oh, where are you celibate queen? I ain't even know that. Like, keep it a like, hundred. A lot of women that be posting it be dead women that we done fucked already. Like, bitch, you lying motherfucker. I just smashed you last week. 
Talking about you celibate. You just text me. That has happened too. <laughs> that has what the fuck definitely you lying happened. For? Where it's like, yo, you're texting me right now on some, you know what I right. mean, shit. But you talking about you celibate. What are we doing right now? Right. What are you talking? You just told me you want me to blow the back out like you never had a back, but you just text online, I'm celibate. You just and, told me to draw a dog your shit, dogs. And it's like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> well, what's the what is the like what's up? Make with it you? make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. I had a friend that every two weeks she was coming and talking about she celibate. You and lying. Then, like two months later, she would talk about some sexual experience that happened two months ago. I'm like, but didn't you just say you were celibate? You say at you that celibate? Time? Right. Like I could do math. Like I I could do it. I I know division, subtraction. Addition, see, I know how to do it. And that right there is some fuck girl shit niggas got to talk about more. That's some fuck girl shit. Facts. And it is, <laughs> and she's not the only one. I've seen that happen a couple of times. Be like, yeah, nah, I'm celibate. You know, ain't no nigga touching this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, you know, I support you. You know what I mean? If that's the route you want to go. And right. then you find out the whole time they were quote unquote celibate, they was fucking. And it's Say like, that. Well, Come why on. are you telling niggas you celibate for? What's the... Right. Why do you want that perception if that's not the life you actually trying to live? That's all I'm saying. Shit crazy. Yeah, shit crazy. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. You you know Here where we, go. we at. Here we go. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Yikes. So, spring break 2020 seems to be a political thing more than just a regular ass, these college kids going to have fun. That's Bro, a you was big telling me something fact. happened a little earlier with you when you was trying to hit Miami? Yeah, bro. So, long story short, I fucking got, got a text from somebody and it was like, hey, remember you said you was going to um, Miami? And I was like, yeah, niggas is like, Nah, Miami's canceled. I said, what the fuck happened? Sent me the fucking video. Then you all you also posted the video in, in, in our chat. And I was just like, what the fuck did these college kids do? And then as we were getting ready to start the podcast today, I seen like three more different videos of other shit. I was just like, oh, yeah, they fucked it up for every fucking body. Fight them broke out in the middle of the street. A nigga didn't want to pay his fucking bill. Nigga Funny. trying to run out. Nigga, nigga skating on a fucking floor. He is in the fucking roller rink. Couldn't do it. The nigga did not make it to Cascade, ladies and gentlemen. He did not make it to Cascades. He was outside. They dragged the nigga back, paid it. Then girls um, was twerking in the middle of the street, I guess, a stamp of approval. And a lot of niggas, they have their face masks on. Bro, is quarantine over? That's, that's, that's where it is. It, quarantine is definitely over in Miami, for sure. It's, it's over out there because uh, I was told, I don't know, I was told the curfew got extended from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., which I do believe. I do believe the curfew was lifted a little bit because even in New York City, we're now at 50% indoor dining as of last week Friday. So shit different out here. I don't know. It feels know, like bro. COVID is slowly being a thing. It's becoming past. an afterthought. Yeah, it's becoming an afterthought. Because sure. people, are, I, I think people are... They're just done being in the house. But Miami. you said this, bro. You called it. You said when the weather breaks, people going to act like shit is not going on. You called it. You called it a few months back. I knew I knew it, bro. <laughs> I, and my, with the vaccine going about. and Right. I mean, there's still over a thousand people dying a day. Uh, let's not get oh, it I did not even know. But um, it's just, I think people have been in the house and... Like, 
spring break is just showing that they don't care. And of course, the younger people think that they're not susceptible to COVID like that. So they just out there. But I don't know, man. I, I do know that this summer is going to be crazy. I feel like this, oh, yeah, this yeah, summer yeah. is going to be, gonna be wild. I don't know what this yeah. means for our upcoming winter, though, because what it does seem like is COVID is a bit seasonal. So it always seems like in the spring, summertime, it dies down and is not as uh, fluent within society. But I do feel like it's going to ramp up again in the wintertime. But what does that mean when, you know, the this summer is going to be such a free-looking summer? If, if it continues down this path, which I am positive it will. This week is in the motherfucking 60s and 70s, nigga. It's, nigga, it's we got crazy. a lot to look forward to, bro. This this summer is gonna be twenty twenty times two. Easter is this gonna is get the summer. stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. Easter shit. Easter is fucking next be week. Filled to the brim on Easter. I promise, bro. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the parks are gonna be fucking wide open. Any public assembly place is gonna be crazy. Any like any like uh outdoor you know back steakhouse. It's going to be retarded. Anybody traveling to anybody's backyard, everybody backyard going to be till. They're going to find an outside prom. They're going to yeah. find oh, a way yeah. to do prom crazy. Oh, yeah, bro. When May hits, we are in Memorial Weekend territory. Always going down. May May going to be the stupid. Oh, yeah. Memorial Day weekend is going to be the first <laughs> test. We're going to really see where we at Memorial We're going to really see where we at, bro. God, I know 4th of July is, is the national oh, yeah. holiday that they want to yeah, celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, Fourth of July is like every national holiday for this United but States. But Biden, Biden has selected that one as the one he feels like will be at a spot where we can truly celebrate. So I know that that day is going to be stupid because a lot of Americans <laughs> are going to use yeah. it as because he kind of pointed pinpointed it. They're going to use that day to celebrate COVID being over. So and we check know it out, it's going to get crazy. And check it out, Fourth of July, ladies and gentlemen. Is on a motherfucking Saturday this year. I said, God fucking damn. Yeah, it's, it's just on the weekend, bro. It's a bro. It's a wrap. It's, it's a, a wrap. <laughs> With that, what else was a wrap was Biden fell three times on Yo, fucking bro. Air Force One. Now, when I sent you that video, you didn't reply. So now that we got you on the podcast, what's your thought, bro? Not once, not twice. Three times. And then the last time, he gonna fucking hit his shoe like his shoe was a brown. Nigga, your legs is old. Fuck you hitting the shoe for, nigga. You ain't, you ain't trip on you, nigga. You tripped up the steps. If I'm up. not mistaken, Biden is 78 years old. Oh, yeah. He, bro, he got to go. Four years <laughs> he, Four years from now, he will be 82. Is this the person that we want running our free world? The I answer mean, is no. I don't have an issue with him running the free world. I, I am slightly concerned about his health, though. I'm yeah, not his saying, health is definitely ca- causing a ruckus. I'm not saying that he is incapable of doing the job. We've watched him now for months come on TV. He, of course, isn't as sharp as he was in 08 when Obama, when he was Obama's uh, VP. But he's functional and he can get the job done. I'm not really concerned about that. And I don't really think he's making the hardest of hard decisions. He keeps Kamala at his side at all times. So there is a reason for that, um, I believe. And so... In that capacity, I'm not worried. You want to know what I believe? You want to know what I believe? I believe that before he actually does his first first full term, Kamala's going to be the first black woman president. 
Possibly. It's a it's a possibility. <sighs> it's a I strong mean, possibility, bro. She's way younger than him. She's way sharper. And I feel like in terms of uh, diplomacy and in terms of articulation, bro, she's a bit more articulate than that motherfucker, bro. She's a bit more articulate. I mean, for sure. She's definitely more... She has more for faculties, but... The only concern I have with that, if that does, God forbid, be the case where something happens where Biden has to step down and or right. is unable to fulfill his duties, is I don't know what that will do for the country because it's very easy for these racists who have found power over the last couple of years to vilify a black person. That's what they did to Obama, and that's what crippled Obama from being able to get things done. They they called him a witch doctor. They had people you They know, called his fucking dolls. wife a gorilla. And all of this. So Kamala would be no different. They would start to call her a witch doctor and yeah. start bringing her race to the forefront. And I don't I feel like right now Biden started out strong. Right? He got those checks out like he said he would. Yes he um, did. He's working on voting rights. He's working on the border. He's immigration, working on right. infrastructure. Like he's working on a lot of things. And I don't feel like we really worked on shit in the last four years <laughs> besides silly <laughs> shit. Like, let's build the wall. Um, but nothing that really impacted America. Um, so I do think that Biden, they don't they don't really test this white man like they did a black Obama or like I feel like they would a Kamala. So I do feel like Biden needs to kind of be the face right now. Because they, they can't find a way to really test Biden. They're on Fox News doing silly shit every single day, screaming about Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's nuts over there, bro. Yeah, and, and you could tell us theater. They can't believe some of the shit that be coming out their mouth. It's, like, impossible for them to believe. They can't, bro. It's impossible for y'all to really... Be like, oh, the liberals are trying to cancel Dr. Seuss when Dr. Seuss's company said, yo, these three books, we ain't really feeling them no more. They got kind of racist imaging in them, so we're taking them out of circulation. They own company said that. Nobody told them, yo, fuck Dr. Seuss. Like, come on, man. That's why I'd be like, that that shit just, it's ridiculous. But unfortunately, there's people that are over there. Again, conservative viewpoints, I'm not mad at. Republican viewpoints, I'm not mad at but the shit that y'all latch onto that not has nothing to do with policy is is just it's what's it's going to be your downfall <laughs> right but um shit crazy you know biden had a downfall <laughs> i'm glad he got back up um they're trying to cause the downfall of tamika mallory and i'm kind of confused by this bro i mean i feel like this one right here bro i mean you know me with the political sh- in terms of community activism, this one right here, to me, is a little touchy because I ain't going to hold you, bro. I'm not going to say too much on it because, you know, you know, I'm going to just say I heard some shit about some of our community activist leaders who have been in, in the fight in the forefront within the last six, uh, seven, eight years. And some of the things I've been hearing, you know, I can't even say some of this shit on this show, to be honest. It's kind of wild. Um I don't know, bros. It's it's a, it's a lot. It, it there is a lot of underhanded shit going on behind closed doors, bro. That that's all I gotta say on that. Um, 
Tamir Rice, you know, the eleven year old that was gunned down. Um well he was gunned down in a park yeah. for a toy yeah. gun, right? You know, it's a mother, bro. It's I I don't know what the fuck it's it's a mom saying, yo, like I think or maybe she has information that we are not privy to. You guys are using not just my son, the deaths of sons and daughters to promote your brand because I'm going to keep it 100. Community niggas don't come for me because I'm a community guy. Some people doing the community work, if no bodies were being slain, I don't know what you would be doing today. I think... Oh, no. This is a, a classic case of the snake eating its tail. And what I mean by that is, yes, there are people <laughs> in community activism that, let's, let's put it this way, they get a smile on their face when they find out uh, another incident happened. That's wild. They, they That's hear wild. that and they know that, that means another opportunity for them to be at the forefront, another opportunity for them to have limelight on them. There are people like that that exist. I'm not going to count that out. Um, and that is wild. Now, who they are, I don't know. You, there's always definitely don't know. Circulate, it's a, you know, things circulating and swirling about regarding individuals. Oh, well, Facts. this one actually did this. Do you know about this one? Whatever. I'm not going to get into that back and forth. What I do know is someone like Tamika Mallory doesn't deserve to be put in the same category as those individuals. Because I, from I everything agree. that I've seen about Tamika Mallory getting beaten, getting put in, in jails, um, getting out there when it's not popular. It's not like she waits until the hashtag is popular. She's the one who makes the hashtag popular. So That's a fact because she's putting so much energy, her own energy, her own time into every fucking thing she does when it comes to black bodies, men and women being Some, of these, some of these instances the world wouldn't know about uh, uh, unless she put it forward. She's the first one out there. That's a fact. Putting it forward. And, That's a fact, And bro. so, like, I understand Tamir Rice's mother. I'm not going to speak on her too much because that her child was slain. And, and as a parent, I listen to some people say, like, as a parent, you don't want to continuously hear people invoke your child's name when you yourself are not invoking their name and you don't want to be involved in in activism in that capacity or in that way and you feel like the people that are doing it don't even know the case that they're referring to they're just saying it because it's a buzz name and they're just saying it because that's the quote-unquote cool thing to say and it kind of goes back to when everybody did the black tiles in June last year and People kind of got upset about it or said that that was like fake activism. Right. Um, I still don't think it was fake activism, but I understand why people would say that because it's 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 like virtue signaling. I get it. But um, right. Back to me saying like it's the snake eating its own tail. We have to stop trying to find ways to attack people 
again, maybe this goes back to Derek too, Jackson. When people are at the top, they are still human and they will make mistakes. We can't look at them like they're going to be perfect and nothing is ever going to come out um, about them that maybe we'll disagree with. And we can't, we got to stop finding a way or means to be like, oh, see, I knew about that person. That's why I never really liked what they said or that's why I never followed them or that's why I never fucked with them. No, like they're human and sometimes they're going to make mistakes. I don't think Tamika has done anything that I am aware of that makes her seem like a vulture of any sort. And I don't know how right. she became the mm-hmm. face of this. They were talking about uh, an attorney who doesn't know. Like, I can't speak up for the attorneys. Turn, being an attorney, that is one of them jobs where it's like you got to take everything with a grain of salt, period. That's a tough job, bro, because even when you're trying to defend somebody and you're doing everything, niggas looking at you like, why the fuck am I even paying? All niggas is looking at you like, oh, you're only doing this for a dollar. So... That's a foul. Or you're only doing this for fucking notoriety. You feel like taking on this case is going to help boost your fucking Yeah, you're career. an ambulance chaser. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Crazy. I just think that we need to be careful about who we tear down, especially since we need to be protecting each other at this time, more so than anything else. Especially at this time. Hell fucking yeah. Tamika, I'm sorry it had to be you, my beautiful black sister. Um, I had the privilege and honor of actually meeting you on the set of Love and Hip Hop Season 10. Um, hearing you speak. Um, life into the men and women that was listening on that rooftop um, in Dykeman, uh, Uptown, um, was phenomenal. Was, you know, fucking phenomenal. It was amazing. And, you know, to think that, to think that it had to come to this, I mean, you know, this could, honestly, bro, could be jumping the gun. We are, you know, prophets when it comes to certain things. This could be the turning point of how future activists jump on bandwagons of slain black bodies in the streets. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would hope that maybe this could be the catalyst. Maybe a little bit of this will will help to deter people from seeing a situation and and trying to turn that into their glory point, which is kind of crazy that people actually think like that. But it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm talking real facts when we say there are people that look at. A scenario happened and they're the first one jumping out there screaming, not because they really are affected by the injustice, but they're out there screaming because they think it's going to turn into a social media moment. And that's just where we are. That's it. But yeah, I hope it's I hope it doesn't turn. into. I hope this actually is a turning point that makes it even bigger, because if you know your history, Malcolm X went through shit. Martin Luther King went through shit. You know what I mean? And. Sometimes it takes you going through shit to make you bigger. So um, now if now if some, something tangible comes out, then, you know, again, I'll just like I said about Cuomo, I will be the first one on the front lines to, you know, take what I said back. But I don't see nothing tangible and we got to stop doing shit like this. And then finally, we finally have a situation here where cancel culture is contradicting itself a little bit. Cancel culture is going like um, we've talked about. They're going too far, bro. It's it's going to a weird place, and if they keep going as far as they're going, bro, we're never gonna come back from it ever. Nobody's gonna be able to come back from it because they're gonna cancel some shit that should have quote unquote not been canceled, and they're gonna be like, whoa, 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 we you can't reverse it now, nigga. It's done. So Alexi McCammond, uh, it was the chief editor, um of Vogue magazine and she resigned mm. this week b- 
because people found old tweets of hers from when she was 17 years old um, that were racist against Asian Americans and Asians in general. She said, I read some of them, um, and they were definitely very insensitive tweets. I think she said something uh, where she was getting help from a, a student teacher, and he was assisting, but I guess he wasn't helping her the way that she wanted. And she was like, oh, thanks right. for all the help, stupid Asian, or some shit like that. And then she said something about having Asian eyes, like something that doesn't cause her to get puffy Asian eyes or some, something really insensitive and ignorant. Um, but I just need to remind people that she was 17 years old. They, I was just about to say she's a fucking teenager. You're canceling someone at 27 years old for something they did over a decade ago. Shit's crazy. They tweeted something out at 17 years old as a child. And as an adult, you're trying to hold them accountable for a tweet from fucking 17 years old. I'm sorry. Some of the worst fucking uh, offenses against the law have a, a, a rate of like, there's only a certain time frame that you can go back and, and incriminate somebody for it. That's a fact. Are we going to start to do that with tweets and shit? Because this is getting, like you said, it's getting a little ridiculous, bro. Like, this is how I look at cancel culture. It doesn't matter what you did. All that matters is that you did it. Yeah, statue of limitation. As limitation l- needs to come into right. play. Like, goddamn. And... And and because you did it, we have to cancel you. Bro, we talked about it early in the fucking episode. Because of what the public, the internet public, because I don't know about the general, the internet public, according to how they feel about what they now have learned about Derek, some people want to cancel him. Not, not, not just now, not just for tomorrow, no, forever. Some people... I have told themselves, yo, I'm going to go online tomorrow. I'm going to burn his book and I'm going to make a whole vlog about it. People are probably doing this shit right fucking and, now, bro. That and ass. it goes back to the conversation we just had where people want to be quick and the first to cancel somebody because that is another viral moment. And that that that's the crazy oh, yeah. part. Niggas is trying to get oh, yeah. come ups off of the demise of other people. If you really, truly, and this is where there's a contradiction. If you really, truly about, yo, we all got to do better. We need to learn more. We need to to lift each other up. Then why are you canceling somebody from something from when they were 17? You could hold their feet to the fire. Yo, did you mean the shit that you said? We found these tweets. You know, it's obviously disturbing with everything going on, especially. We didn't get to speak about what happened Tuesday because it happened after we um, recorded the episode. But, like, obviously this is a bad time for those tweets to surface up, which also tells me that somebody did that on purpose, in my opinion. No, no, no. Somebody was digging. Hell yeah. And so, or somebody knew that these shits existed and was just waiting. It was like, let me put these to the forefront. Yeah, waiting. Because if you release this, I think a month uh, or before COVID, this, this is not spoken about. But after COVID and all the wild stuff is that's happening, this is even bigger. 
And that again, that does not discredit. Don't take my words and parcel them into the wrong fucking facets of of anything. I'm not discrediting that Asian Americans are under attack and it is terrible and we need to talk about that because we will wrap up with that. But what I'm also saying is the timing is too convenient and sometimes you got to look yeah, at it's too that. convenient. Like you got to look like what would make someone look at an editor at Vogue's tweets and find anti-Asian tweets of of all the editors you chose the editor at Vogue. Teen Vogue. I don't know, bro. It's a good point. The week of this crazy situation that just happened. Bro, that shit that happened in Atlanta is really wild, though, bro. Super wild. Honest. That shit kind of wild, bro. So, I don't know. It that just To me, retarded. it just feels like someone was holding that shit, and they were like, yo, we got to get her the fuck up out of here. And apparently, it, it was the um, young people under her who, who found the tweets and... Uh, brought it to her attention, but it just it, it it just all seems crazy because we have to find a balance. We have to start to use our discernment a little bit and and figure out who is who are the people that are not worth having a conversation with. And even in that, I don't know if canceling quote unquote making it so that they lose all their job opportunities, their livelihood and can't feed themselves. In some instances, yeah, I do think that that, listen, nigga, you got to learn your lesson. But that is rare. And they're trying to make it normal. And that's like, yo, no one can live life like that because you're going to have a bad day. You might say some shit on a bad day that you would never say in your life. Just because. My, right. You might say something that was acceptable now, that's acceptable now for people to say that maybe in 10 years, people now find to be an insensitive thing to say. And that is what tends to happen with this cancel culture that goes back 20 years and then finds a video of Bernie Mac saying shit that's crazy now and being like, oh, my God, why would anybody like him? Because even the people that were the butt of the joke found the joke to be a joke back then. It's only now that this shit Facts. is unacceptable because niggas is sensitive to everything and don't know the value of what sarcasm, jokes, and irony play on society. And I always tell people, during Roman times, during, during the olden days, you could, not, you could not criticize the government. And the only way you could criticize the government was through comedy. And that is part of the birthplace of comedy, is they would allow it through gesture, jesters, and anyone to mock them or make fun of. And people doing plays, yeah. Then that was the only time. If you say, That was the only time you could do that shit. You say that shit in public, killed. it's over. Yeah, clean. There's no... And so it, comedy is really about showing the ills of society without <clears throat> feeling or, or with, with protection, really and truly. And sometimes it's raw. Sometimes it's in your face. Sometimes it's politically incorrect. But that is what society is right now. It's unfortunate, but that's where we are. My my only question to cancel culture people, and, you know, y'all fucking take it how you want. You guys are great at finding things to cancel. What about the things you want to keep? Mm. And my only question is, what happens when they cancel you? 
What happens when you you slip up and say something that you didn't know was insensitive to another group because you were just not knowledgeable enough? What happens when you are in your learning journey and you realize that something you did when you were 15 years old ain't it now? Something you said ain't it now? What happens when society changes and the things that you're championing right now may not be as acceptable 10, 20 years because that's what's happening to some of the people that you're canceling. And when you go back in time to cancel them, which is bananas to me. If you want to cancel somebody for something they did right in your face immediately, I hear you. They, they clearly are in a space where they believe that shit. But you going back in time, Facts. that shit is kind of crazy to me. Bro, what's the tough knot? Tough knot. Oh, man. Sometimes when you love somebody, you have to let them go to love them more. Dad would say love is fleeting. Love is very hard to capture. Love is even harder to keep. But it's always worth the battle. Another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. We out.